So, um, we're speaking to Mr. Dave Greenway. He's on the line. It is Tech Tuesday. Hi, Dave. Hey, what's up? How are you? Good, thanks, Samir. I'm well, thank you. We missed you the other week, and uh, Chiefs won. And we wanted to prove a point, but then you weren't around, so I don't know if the point was proven. Guys, I'm still around, but like, you know. <laughs> You're in the background. On the show. You yeah. are in the background. Love it. Dave, so this week is Samsung's most important smartphone event. Tell us about it. Yeah. So every year we pay a lot of attention, obviously, to the Galaxy S line of phones because they're the flagships and they've got all the fancy new features. Yeah. But um, Samsung actually sells more Galaxy A series phones, which is their uh, entry to mid range uh, of phones. And uh, in two days' time, we've got an event where they're announcing three of those. So it's going to be the A33, 53, and 73, mm-hmm. which is sort of from the mid-range to the sort of mid-upper range of their phones just before you start getting to that Galaxy S level of phones that we start to see. So that's sort of the 6,000-ish rand range of phones, somewhere there from about 6,000 rand up to sort of your 11, 12,000 rand phones. Um, and so we've had a lot of leaks of the A33, which is the, the sort of main centerpiece of that. Um, and it looks like it's going to be coming in with a 90 hertz refresh rate screen, uh, a Samsung processor, 48, uh, it's got three cameras on it uh, with some additional cameras in there, nice and high specs. It's got water resistance, six gigs of RAM, 128 gigs of storage, nice. pretty much everything you'd think of. Mm. And what we're seeing is this, there's this really, uh, really good trend um, pretty much across the entire industry where the mid-range phones are starting to look as good as the flagships from about two years ago. Yeah. Uh, but the prices are really, really good now. So um, everyone will be able to starting relatively soon get even better phones and i think the because we've seen now the spectrum auctions actually happening so there should be more spectrum for the uh the different carrier networks we should start seeing more 5g pretty yeah. much all the way through south africa in the next couple of months hopefully maybe like by the it. end of the year and so 5g might actually matter in these phones i like it because it's making them more accessible right yeah because you know every single week we speak about these 25 30 thousand yeah. rand phones and it's completely ridiculous to be charging that kind of money. Um, But to see all of these really high-end features, it looks like very fast refresh rate screens, uh, which have only recently found their way into the iPhone, are sort of coming down into the mid-range of Samsung Galaxy phones. So it's really cool to watch that happening and that proliferation of this technology across the board so that everyone can have a phone that is as good as maybe not the top end, but the top end from last year or the year before. But it must make the people who are going to buy the top end pretty annoyed, right? If it's that accessible, if they don't have to actually pay that much money to get as you know, to get the same features. So I, I always tell people that the thing you should do is spend the most amount of money responsibly that you can on your smartphone. Um, and the reason for that is your smartphone's pretty much your window into the world. We pretty much interact with everything, you know, your bank your friends, yeah. your family, yeah. everything happens through your smartphone these days. So um, at the bleeding edge of that, you're still going to get people who are going to have the best, fastest phones. And a lot of the features that you get on those premium phones, um, the one thing you can usually get is the best display, the best cameras, the best battery life, because the processes are being made on the, um, the highest end manufacturing nodes and the batteries themselves are generally uh, better chemical construction. 
plus the materials are more premium. So okay. there's, there's a couple of things there. Plus you also get the, the fact that people are going to want status symbols. You know, pulling out the latest iPhone or the top-end Samsung foldable phone yeah, yeah, is yeah. still a status symbol for a lot of people. Mm, that's true. That's very true. Okay, you make a point. Let's talk about where the event is going to take place. Is this an online event as well? Um, I'm almost entirely sure this is going to be entirely online. Mm. Um, they have moved that way. The chance for them to do a um, an in-person event was at Mobile World Congress, which was last week. So as far as I can see, it, it's only going to be available on Samsung's website and on their YouTube channel on the 17th. Mm. So if you go to, I'm pretty sure if you just search YouTube and search for Samsung, you'll be able to find the event. And they're probably going to be tweeting and Facebooking and all the social medias about it on the day. So you'll you'll be able to find a link if you want to see them. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about these two new features that are coming to Windows. So uh, the first new feature is called Direct Storage. And anyone who's got a latest generation console, so either the Xbox Series X or a PS5, will be familiar with this kind of performance. So basically what it is is a faster way to load programs and games and things from your internal storage. And what that requires is a uh, NVMe SSD, which is a type of uh, solid-state storage drive that's mm. exceptionally fast. So it's something that's only come around in the last five or six years on um, on motherboards. And we're starting to see that being implemented in new ways. So essentially what it is, it's going to bring, if you've looked at a PS5 or the new Xbox, what you can notice is that when you stop a game and then resume it later on, it's almost instantaneous how fast you can jump back into it. So this sort of storage is coming into uh, Windows. So for gamers, we should be able to, once everything has been optimized, uh, from the game developers themselves, we should be able to jump in and out of games. So uh, instead of having to wait for a load screen and then load your save game and then waiting for it to load and then getting through, you should be able to just click the button and pop right back into your game, which will be really fun for any mm. of us who play games. Um, and then the other cool thing is tabbed file. So we're getting tabbed browsing in Windows File Explorer. So if you've ever opened Windows File Explorer and then needed to open another Windows File Explorer, and it opens in a separate window, it's going to turn into very similar to how Chrome or Edge or any other internet browser has it where you've got different tabs. So you can keep a different tab open and you only have one Windows File Explorer open and then you can just click through the tabs and be able to navigate through that way, which I'm probably going to start using almost immediately. Um, direct storage is already available in Windows, um, so you should be able to update that. We're just waiting for the game developers to be able to update those uh, features in there so that we can actually get access to it. And File Explorer tabbed browsing should be on the way in the next two to three months. Mm, sounds cool. Okay, so what's the tech term of the week? Uh, tech term of the week this week is M1 Ultra. It is Apple's brand new top spec processor. Basically, what they did was they took the M1 Max processor that's in the top end MacBook Pro and they took two of them and stuck them together basically with a super high uh, interconnect in between them to get really, really fast performance. And we haven't seen reviews of the processor yet, but it's promising industry-leading processing speeds and graphics power. So very excited to see if it can actually hold up to that. And it puts us in a really good place for next year when they should be releasing MacBook, uh, sorry, Mac Pro, so the big performance tower that sort of leads the pack. They've said that this is the this is the sort of architecture that they're going to be building it on. So we're going to want to see what the fastest version of this is. All right. Dave Greenway, sir, thank you so much for your time.
Thanks, guys. Have a great one. Thank you. That's uh, Dave Greenway, our tech blogger.